Wrestling fans, listen up. This is Effie from, you know, wrestling and the internet. It's CBV, Chris Van Vliet. It's Aubrey Edwards, referee at All Elite Wrestling. This is Old Master, the Southern Psycho, king of the trailer court. I poke God. It's the God of shit, Nick fucking Gage. Swoggle here, and this is the episode we've been waiting for. You're tuned in to Action Figure Weekly with Dylan Housen and Jerry Dan. So check out the podcast, AFW Podcast. Hello, figure fans. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Weekly. I'm your host, Jerry Damage Cook. Joining me, as always, is the award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster, Dylan Housen. Dylan Housen, how are you, sir? You know, I'm uh, feeling relaxed, coming off a vacation. No, uh, nothing really to speak of this weekend in the wrestling world. You know, very, very mellow weekend. Yeah, it's been. Uh, I don't think there's anything exciting that happened, was there? No, no. Not that I remember. Oh, there, there was that major. Re- uh, there was a pretty big release with AEW. Uh, Sunny Kiss was let go. And we oh, wish them the best. Uh, I, I I really was a fan of Sony, so I I hope they do well, you know, on the independents. But other than that, maybe Sony Kiss will get a micro brawler. Oh, that'd be great! Super toyetic. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you had a little vacation. I did. I did. Wait, I I was. On the, uh, I woke up to the sound of uh, waves crashing and the headline that Jimmy Buffett was uh, now having his cheeseburger in paradise. That was a real weird, like I'm not a not a massive Jimmy Buffett fan or anything, but when you're when you're at the beach, you know Margaritaville slaps a little harder. It does, and you do hear that uh, at least a few times at the beach. Oh, oh yeah, we uh we were our our Airbnb was right next to a uh, was right next to a bar that was like right across the street from the beach so there was quite a few like round of shots RIP Jimmy it's just like you know this old leather skinned whites and uh and, and Hawaiian shirts were just in shambles it was a it was a, it was a tough weekend so it was kind of yeah. interesting to watch that happen as we're like on the beach you know i mean like on one hand um, it's, you know, easy to kind of be like, you know, j- joke about them. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, it's no different than for us, you know, Bray Wyatt or Terry right. Fondine and, you know, like us mourning them. So, uh, which is, you know, that's one of those things that like anytime somebody would do that, you know, you'd hear the, like the, the, there'd be like little clap, you'd, you'd throw a couple up for them or whatever. It's it's definitely a loss to the, like to the music world, to the, you know, drunken white world. But uh, you know, of course, it didn't stop me from going and listening to the uh, South Park when they had uh, there was an episode where Cartman contracted AIDS and he was trying to meet I forget oh who it was, uh, who it was that he was trying to meet, but they wound up giving him Jimmy Buffett instead, and he he just kept getting angry because Jimmy Buffett was just doing renditions of like uh, it was it was cheeseburger in paradise was AIDS burger in paradise AIDS burger and it ain't nice. And then there was, uh, you know, this kid is wasting away because of AIDS and stuff instead of Margaritaville. And it was just like the real, like, Matt Stone and Trey Parker parodies. So I, I watched those, had a chuckle, and I was like, yeah, it's still a sad loss. 
Yeah. Um, for me, I had a very exciting weekend. So uh, I think as I talked about last week, Disney Lorcana. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I, I, I definitely this should have been major mark purchase of the week. Uh, <clears throat> spoiler alert! I don't think it was. I listened to it. it was part. I was on the live pod for a little bit before. Zero bitterness. Uh, no, I, I, dude, I've hit that thing so many times. It's not, oh yeah. It's more just like when I have something like I think could be a, a good talking point. I put it on there. Um, and I I don't think they understand the craze and the uh, insanity around Disney Lorcana right now. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, it is insanity. It is incredible how crazy it is. Um, so it released to hobby stores, game stores, two weeks ago. Okay. Um, product is non-existent. Some still have a little bit, um, mainly because they would like realize that they want to start promoting this game and they want players to come in and players need stuff to buy. So they would only sell like a certain amount, you know, like two packs per league night or something. So you had to come out and play in order to buy any. Um, other ones <laughs> are just like, uh, you know, normal, like a, a full booster box would be like 150 uh, they're selling them for three fifty to four hundred dollars right now. That, that's how big the markup is. That's over. If you calculate it, that's over double the price. <laughs> so, uh, and that, it's that way for every single one of the products are sky. Um. So yeah. So then, as soon as, as, soon Friday, as you put those, uh, you put those mouse ears on it, man. The price already goes up a little bit. It's, well, it's it's a combination of Disney. Uh, combination of it also being actually a good game mm-hmm. uh, and it's being something that you know people want to try out and things so it's there's a lot of um, they tried I, I think they tried to print it you know based on early pre-orders and stuff and then it just didn't work out to where uh, you know they underestimate which I mean like it's kind of tricky though because if they had overprinted stuff and then like it flopped or there was no interest in it or not as much. The product sits there and the game's dead before it even gets started. Right. And it's not like this is a huge company. I mean, you know, like Upper Deck, you know, it'd be a blow to them, but they would, you know, be able to be like, well, okay, you know, we still got this other stuff over here. Uh, Robinsberger is the company that prints them. And, you know, it could put them out of business. <laughs> I mean, they, right. you know, so uh, you got to kind of, you know, be... And they printed more than what I think they initially thought they would. Like, they did print more, but it's just the demand is so high that um, they were never going to meet the demand, I don't think. And, well, uh, and it's, it is that thing. So you, you either you either have this immediate rush and everybody's freaking out over it, or you have, like, the Atari ET situation where you're just burying thousands of copies in a landfill. Yeah. So, um, so that was two weeks ago. Went to there, and like I said, you know, some stores are either uh, holding. My stores, neither one of them have been able to get product yet. Um, one of them might get some later this month. Uh, if not, it'll be October, mm-hmm. which will be almost two months after initial release before they can get anything. So that um, sounds about right. That's that's down here the same thing. Yeah. So there are some stores here in Kentucky that have them. Um, the last two stores here locally have not. So then 
they release to big box stores, which is you know like Walmart, Target, Barnes and Noble, GameStop, uh, Best Buy, over the weekend on Friday on nine one was the official date for that. Uh, the way that Walmart and Target stock, uh, Walmart uses a company called MG Holdings. I don't know what the company is. I've heard it a couple times this past week, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, Target uses a different company. Basically, they use third-party. They don't stock their card merchandise. Uh, they have a third-party company that brings in the merch, stocks it, you know, comes in once a week to restock and clean up stuff. And, you know, like, so they kind of ma- maintain that. And so Walmart doesn't actually do anything with it. MG Holdings is the one that does that. So all week you're seeing these posts that people find in uh Lorcana is supposed to release on 9-1, but it just depends on when, when that MG Holdings rep is hitting that store. Uh, if they hit it on 8-26, which is you know, well before the 9-1 date, but that's when it's in their schedule to stock it, then they just put it out. So they were showing up all week, so I kept checking. Uh, and Friday, happened to walk in right as she was stocking stuff and secured my booster box and a few other things, so... You know, I did not buy them all. <laughs> I did not flip them for outrageous prizes or prices. Um, I did get it for myself and sit here and cracked them. Pulled a uh, full art Tinkerbell, which then sold online for 200 bucks. So more than paid for everything that I had spent. Um, and there is the argument right now, <laughs> you know, like uh, I bought a box and there were two boxes that she set out. I got one, and another guy came up right behind me and got the other one. Uh, so they were all gone, like, didn't even, you know, didn't even really make it to the shelf. Like, as soon as she opened the box and we saw them, we're like, nope, nope. <laughs> and um, there's the argument online of, like, you know, well, you should have only taken, like, a couple packs and, you know, save the rest for somebody else. I, if, if you know, I'm all about that. I'm all about sharing and stuff like that. I mean, in the pod cards, I don't collect the autographs. If I get one, I know people who do collect them and I reach out to them and I'm, you know, I've given away multiple, multiple autograph cards. Uh, how many figures? I mean, I sent you and Dave figures for just free, you know, yeah, like here. boxes. Like, yeah, I mean, you so, give I mean, us like, each a very box of figures. Um, but when it comes to there's such demand on it and there's so little product, if I take two, and the, the guy behind me comes by and buys them, what's the difference? I mean, like, <laughs> you know, like, right. Unless Walmart limits it and says, like, you know, you can only have two uh, of this kind of stuff, or, you know, like, as a store, it limits it and then, you know, mainly, you know, maintains that and stuff. It's either I purchase it and I'm going to, I'm going to play with it and I'm going to use it, uh, or the guy behind me comes and buys it and then makes 250% profit on it. You know, so which one would you rather, you know, would you rather have happen? So um, I gave the analogy, um, you know, like say in your town, there's 20 people that want the ultimate RVD. You walk in after Walmart just restocked it and there's four on the shelf, but that's all Walmart's going to get is those mm-hmm. four. You want a men on card and a loose one. So you want to take two of them. You know, on one hand, you're like, well, one of these could go to somebody else that wants it. But then there's still so many people that are without it. You're not, by not taking that one, you're not really doing anything. You know, I mean, you're not really solving the problem or anything like that. Right. There's not, the supply is not there to meet the demand, no matter what you do. 
one wants to say you so. you say you know what I need two and I'm just going to get the one and then somebody else comes up behind you yeah. buys three. So and then they flip two, you know. Yeah. So uh, I did get you know that box in. It's uh, very very hard to find. Very hard to find. I I, um, I went and looked uh, while we were in Panama City and like I was. They had the the display box out, and I, I sent you a picture. It looked like somebody had, like, there was the main, like, shelf box, and then there was, like, I think they had put the individual cases in that. Mm. And there was one case box left, and it looked like somebody had, like, ripped open the back piece to make sure no one had hid uh, another pack inside the box. So, I mean, this is, like, Beanie Babies in the 90s level. Like, people are going after this hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to get to that point where, like, um, yeah, hopefully it doesn't get to the point, like, in 2020 where, like, sports cards were such a, were, like, blowing up so hard that they actually had to have, like, security in the card area. Well, so somebody equated it to uh, Pokemon was this way for a while uh, during the pandemic, and then there's a couple other card games that have kind of been this way, too. I blame Logan um, fucking Paul. Yeah. Well, Logan I mean, Paul. I... Logan Paul though really cares about Pokemon. Yeah, he does. Know? He's just a douche, and I can't stand. He him. is a little bit, but I mean, uh, yeah, he is. Uh, as a as collectors and stuff, you know, whenever he goes after like some kind of ultra rare Pokemon or something, I, I watch those videos and I can appreciate them for what they are. Uh, and plus, you know, when he got when he did purchase the one, the most expensive one in the world, uh, Jeremy Padawar is the guy that helped him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so which we we love Jeremy. I just I, yeah, I can't stand Logan so, Paul. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Lorcana is real. Uh, I'm sitting here with a stack of cards in front of me. I'm getting ready to tomorrow. I'm going to get my uh, sleeves to put them on in. I'm double sleeving, make sure I protect my cards. Uh, that's you know, double bagging essentially. <laughs> I mean, so do you you so. do you put them like separate directions? Because I was watching somebody doing a yes. uh, card yes, break there today. Is, so there, okay, so. They're putting the they're putting the penny sleeve and the top loader in the same direction. It's like my my mom was like, "Why wouldn't you go penny sleeve upside down top loop so like well, it's completely covered?" Penny sleeve uh, leaves like a little bit of room at the top. Mm. So if you do them opposite directions uh, with the penny sleeve, it's not going to line up right, and you're going to have like too much room there and stuff. Uh, okay. uh, they do make these things called perfect fits though which are perfectly fit to the size of the card. So what you want to do after is, I buy a bunch of penny sleeves, son of a bitch. Well, I mean, for, for what you're doing, like, you know, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, these are more like the reason that people do this on like playing on cards like this for games and stuff is saying you're say you're sitting at a game table uh, and some guy's got some jackass has his Mountain Dew sitting there and he throws his arm up and knocks over his Mountain Dew uh, and it you know floods over the table and goes to your cards. Well, if your cards are single sleeved, uh, it can get into the you know like the opening at the top, the opening at the top, and then your cards fucking ruined. Uh, if you're double sleeved like this though, it gets into there. Well, guess what? It's not going to touch your card because your card's protected. So there are um, basically kind of like think of like a perfect fit instead of going in through the top of it. Uh, you load them in on the side. Hmm. 
So the side has the opening on it instead of that the top. And then you put it down into the uh, other card, you know, like the other sleeve, the outer sleeve. So you have the perfect fit on it from the side. Put it and in then the top. And then sleeve over the top. Everywhere. So. And it's double sleeved. So uh, you can then do a triple sleeve <laughs> if you want. At um, that point, which, are you even really feeling anything? At this point, like your deck is like this fucking big because the cards you, are you don't even uh, feel it there's no sensation it's there just... are yeah so uh i don't know if i got any right here or not but there are dragon shield is one of the better ones that's what i'm going to use for my outer sleeves um but there are ones like this right here like this is a magic the gathering uh, card back sleeve so some of these right here that have art on the back as you shuffle and stuff like that the art can kind of get scratched on them mm-hmm uh, well, then say that, like, I know that my, the Mickey that I need to pull, I know that he's in one of these sleeves that has a scratch on the back. So I'm sitting there and I go to my next card. I know I see the scratch on the back. I'm like, oh, there's a Mickey that I, I know I'm going to win the game. You know, and I can play differently because then I have unfair advantage. So if you have art on the back of them, uh, you need to have the sleeve on the outer part to protect them from scratching. Because then if you go to like a large tournament, uh, they could, you know, you could get disqualified for having markings on the back if they were scratched up and stuff. So uh, that's something that I've, I've kind of learned. But I think I'm going to go with just gold on the outside. I was like, that's kind of blingy, you know, kind of nice looking. So I was like, I'm just going to go gold. Oh, yeah. So, and they have that. So I think they have the gold ones in stock. I know they have the. The perfect fit, so I'll at least go get them. Um, I got a big stack of cards here, so then I can sit down and be like, do, 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 do. <laughs> Take forever to do it. But... So I've got uh, two decks pre-built. Uh, one of them, there are seven cards I need to finish. Um, they are <laughs> not cheap ones, that's why. Right. Not not the uber expensive ones. Uh, but they are not cheap either, so... No, but I'll, I'll finish them up here in the next day or two, and then we'll be done. Have some fun stuff to play if I ever get to play. If we ever get product in and get events going, so yeah. Do you know the micro brawlers are age three and up? <laughs> yes, they are. Should I, I just look, look I just over at my at one of micro brawlers sitting here, and I was like, huh? I got I my looked up, God when, when you said that, I was like, bullshit. Oh, sure enough, yeah. Just look so at the, I, I got my plus uh, in the corner. I'm like, huh? My signed Akeem sitting here on my desk, and yeah, three plus. I got in my indie god, Matt Cardona, um, which is fucking amazing. I saw, I knew, and from the image that he had a finger up, I thought it was the middle finger. Like, I mean, I just assumed should have been, should have been, but he's pointing to the hat. Oh. Uh, so, so he's stealing the Mark Sterling. Like, Somewhere, yeah. Or maybe he's doing the one for Chelsea Green, you know. I'm number one, Chelsea Green. So. Which, yeah. small sidebar, did you see, uh, you know, Leo Sparrow had, like, the line of the century when he cut that promo at the, uh, at the live pod. Yeah. You know, I, I eat my greens. And, you know, only my greens' first name is Chelsea. Great line. But then he posted a picture of her, and it was like a single tear running or whatever, and like a makeup run or whatever. And he just posted a picture, like that picture in the major pod group with like the uh, 
the broccoli <laughs> emojis above it. It's like, Jesus Christ, Leo Sparrow's. I mean, he's swinging for the fences. You got you got to respect it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, I saw that one. Oh, we had college football. No, we didn't. How'd your, how'd your weekend go? For move, on. M- move on. Move on. Move on. Okay, no. we'll talk about that. <laughs> no, we'll talk about it. The Kate. Holy shit. Duke spanked Clemson tonight. Duke wow, spanked I, Clemson, and that's where I went from. Like, that. Holy you fuck. Know, I, I walk wow. out. Uh, I was actually setting up for this, and I walk out, and my wife goes, well, babe, if it makes you feel any better. Clemson just lost to Duke, and I was like, <laughs> it does make me feel better. Fuck you, Clemson. We're the real Death Valley. Kiss my ass. So they have uh, a guest picker on uh, College Game Day every week. Mm-hmm. They had uh, Darius Rucker on, you know, Hootie. Hootie. Hootie, Hootie is a big uh, South Carolina fan. Yes. So, um, And so it came time to pick this game, and he's like, I talked to my son this morning, and I, and, uh, he said, we can either go with our heart or we can go with our brains. He said, I'm going with my heart. He said, I'm picking Duke to win. And everybody else on the panel was like, yeah, Clemson's going to win. <laughs> like So uh, go Hootie for getting the Hootie looking pick. real good Maybe right because now. Because he hates Clemson because Clemson is in South Carolina and that is South Carolina's rivals. So uh, well, go so Hootie, but getting the correct pick there. So the, This is my little six degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon to, to Hootie was uh, – there's a guy that I follow on TikTok. His name is Nick Harrison. He goes by Mr. Professor, big wrestling fan. He uh, he was like a, I think he was a professor at, I want to say it was Grambling here in Louisiana. And he would like in his in his uh, classroom and stuff during downtime, he was like recreating wrestler entrances and stuff like that. So when uh, AEW came to New Orleans, he actually got to do one where he did like was it was Orange Cassidy's or something, and they turns the camera, and it's like Dan Housen, Orange Cassidy, and I was it was like Jamie Hayter, somebody, like giving him the thumbs up for it, like really fun TikTok follow. Just a dude that loves music and wrestling is just happy, positive. But uh, he stitched a video of Darius Rucker, and Darius Rucker had on the uh, the Ric Flair like robe, and he turns around. And, does the woo or whatever, and it cuts to uh, Nick Harrison, you know, cuts a promo on him. Like, you look here, Hootie. There's only space on this app for one bald black man with a beard who loves wrestling, and that's me. And he just cut the whole promo. So, like, most liked comment I have on my TikTok was saying, like, I, I propose we have you guys settle this thing in a cage match. And I, I know that he liked it. It was like a couple hundred likes. And I, I, I don't know if Darius Rucker saw it, but I kind of have to feel like he did. So that's my little like. Every time I see him now, it's all like all I hear is that dude's, you know, TikTok promo at him. You listen here, Hootie. So he will forever be Hootie, I, you know, before well, I, and I after. I think that if like TNA was still around, they would have had Hootie in there with the guitar, like hitting Jeff Jarrett at some point. Like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, of course. Uh, there was a picture. Tony Khan, book it. I know you listen. Book yeah. it. Uh, there was a picture that I think Jeff Jarrett posted it, and it was whenever he first moved to Nashville uh, for TNA. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had his daughters were both you know pretty young at that point, and so the, he would need a babysitter from time to time, and so there was a teenage girl that worked you know lived next door, so they would have her babysit. 
uh, you know, and she was always sitting around playing her guitar and stuff from time to time. And, uh, you know, the Swift household uh, made pretty good babysitters. So Taylor Swift. Yeah. And then one of her early music videos, like they kind of filmed most of it like themselves. Yeah. And so Jeff Jarrett's daughters are like the little girls in the video. <laughs> so, uh, this is kind of a small world. I was like flipping through and I was like, is that Jeff Jarrett with Taylor Swift? Like what the fuck? And yeah, that's he, what it was. He broke he dozens he of guitars. So. He broke hundreds of guitars, never drew a dime, but his babysitter, boy, she drew a couple bucks. <laughs> yeah, she has. Holy shit. <laughs> she has. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a pretty fun, uh, pretty fun stuff, man. I'm what to say, you, uh, UK, you guys did pretty well in the uh, opening weekend of college football. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I'll allow it. I'm not going to say we look great, per se, but uh, vastly improved. Okay, so last year, um, college football talk here a little bit. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, as Joey Hudson would say, you know, we we live we don't live in New York, so you know we can talk college football. That's right. So I'm fucking uh, walking here. What's college football yeah, so over here? So last year we had a uh, we had our uh, offensive coordinator Liam Cohen. Uh, he worked at the World Champion Rams at the time, or he was on the Rams, and then they won the Super Bowl. And then they needed a new uh, their offensive coordinator. After they won the Super Bowl, he went and took a head coaching job. So they needed a new offensive coordinator. So they called, and I mean, if you're <laughs> if the Super Bowl champs, want you to be their offensive coordinator, that's a hard gig to turn down, right? Um, so he left UK and went there, and the guy they brought in was uh, Rich Scangarello, and Scangarello uh, was a pro guy. And that's what he wanted to use was a pro offense. Well, that's fine if you have pro players. <laughs> we, we have some guys on the team who will be pros. There are right. a few. But there's also a lot of college kids who don't understand that offense. So it was basically like um, somebody said, you know, basically it's, it's like you're talking for 10 paragraphs when two sentences will do. You know, he just it was over overly complicated. Uh, and our guys didn't understand it. Therefore, they couldn't really implement it that well. And it just led to system meltdown, you know. Well, then, of course, doesn't work out with Scangarello as a result. Um, Liam Cohen, the Rams gig, kind of explodes. Uh, so reach back out to him at the end of the season, And the guy who, <laughs> you know, comes right back. Uh, and so we definitely looked better. Uh, still some kinks to work out but definitely looked much improved. And then it's also the other stuff. Uh, special teams looked, oh my God, so much better. They recruited a new kicker. Uh, long snapping. The snapping. <laughs> we were bad at it. Like We would just botch kicks because they couldn't get the snapping down and stuff like that. Uh, so they hit the portal and got like the best college long snapper that they could. Hell yeah! So you know when it when the snap is successful and then we get a, a good kick because we got we went and got the best kicker in the portal. I mean, like so, uh, just little stuff like that is much improved, and, we, and our defense looked really solid. Uh, so you know uh, we still got some stuff to work on. Not ready to you know say we're going twelve and zero just yet, but uh, you know some some kinks to work out. But uh, 
vastly improved and there's a lot of promise for a good season. So, you know, we don't have air conditioning in our helmets though. So we got to fix that. But Well, I mean, apparently we need to rip the air conditioning out of these helmets because it's made our entire team a bunch of butter soft bitches. What in the, I, 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 look, there was, I was, a, I was like what, texting or, you know, like the uh, message when I, and stuff last night when it, when it was happening. I was like, yeah, I was like, go, Suck that tiger dick, you know? Yeah. And I was so excited that first half. I was like, you know what? We're not playing fantastic, but we're not we like we're, we're taking yeah. advantage of like Florida was shooting themselves in the foot and we were capitalizing and we're moving. And then we get down to the end zone and we, we get down, like we're inside the 10 and we go for it on fourth down. What the fuck are we doing? Well, we do it again. Like what the hell are we doing? I at one point turned to my wife and I was like, I, I'm starting to think that a field goal kicker had to have been banging Brian Kelly's wife. Why would you? Why would you leave six points just on the field? Just like, no, nah, we don't need those six points. It'll be fine. So there's a couple points in the game that's like, okay, well, these big momentum shifting moments of like a couple points here or there. Like, well, we should have been up six. We had two situations where like an offensive lineman could have kicked the field goal. Hell, I, like I told her, I, I, you give me ten tries, I probably could have made those field goals at least once, and I've never kicked in my life. What are we doing? And so I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting frustrated. And I think somewhere around like the f- beginning of the fourth quarter, I, I'm wearing a, you know, I'm wearing my LSU jersey and I take it, I pitch it, throw it straight at the wall and just walk out. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this fucking team. And I walk into my office and then I hear, you know, like a big play happen. So I go stand back and I'm watching through the doorway into the living room. And I'm like, nope, that's it. Done. I'm done. I'm done. And I go sit down and then I'm kind of like peering around the corner watching the TV anyway. Like this is. This is the toxic relationship that we have with football. I, I was so angry. <laughs> I chucked my jersey. I was like, I'm going to wash this thing twice to get all the suck out of it. You know, the, uh, we I don't know what the hell happened on that field. Florida, Florida State looked good. I'll give it to them. I, their quarterback looked ridiculous. But, like, I know the amount of talent we have, too, and they just did not play to any sort of, like, any sort of level that I thought we were capable of. Like, I know that we're a better team than – the absolute trash that I saw on that field. But next week, I'll be right back. And the week after that, I'll be right back. I'll probably throw that jersey six, seven times this year. Who cares? I'll put it right back on the next week. That's just the way it goes. I have a, There was like a hamper on the wall, and I just took it, tossed it in the hamper. I was like, I'm, I'm done it, until like a couple days from now. And then I start getting excited about next week. Because that's football. Yep. I, th- I think yeah. what, what last season I went in like, we're going to suck. It's fine. First year with a new coach, we're not going to have a great year. And then we start knocking out like signature wins and we start making a case to play for the SEC. And then we actually end up playing for the championship and we lose to Georgia. I wouldn't even like some people thought that was an embarrassing loss, but after seeing what Georgia did to TCU, that was not an embarrassing loss at all. I felt pretty good about it considering we let them score half the points they scored on TCU. Probably um, less than half. So, I mean, you know, like they were, they were putting in like third string guys and scoring on TCU. I felt pretty good about our win or our loss to them. So GCW is going to is that UK or yeah, the UK. Yeah. Going to UK pretty soon. Um, one of the headlining matches Joey Janela, Joey Janela versus Blue Kane. <laughs> Blue Kane is back. 
By God. So, dude, I wish we could get a blue cane bendy. Uh, there's they can't like yeah i know they can't zero chance of any merch of him well you know i was kind of blown uh, away because like blue cane like came onto the scene like a like on fire and then he got hit with his D, and now he's back and like has not changed the name at all or whatever so i well because he's taking bookings in the uk well i i kind of think he's got to if he wants to come to the states all you gotta do is just parody law like, have you ever watched the? Uh, you ever watched the show Nathan for you? Yeah. So he about. he he had a full blown Starbucks knockoff that he got away with because of parody law because he called it dumb Starbucks, and it was like come get a dumb latte and a <laughs> dumb scone and a dumb CD like everything he just put the word dumb in front of and then cited parody law and Starbucks couldn't do anything about it. Now, granted, That's health department funny. wound up shutting it down because he like well, found yeah, loopholes I mean. and stuff, but it was like. It was it was headline news, and I was like, "Man, this is crazy!" And then I'm watching the show, not even like it clicks nowhere in my brain. And then we get to that episode, it's like, "Holy shit, that was this!" Just just get Nathan Fielder on your side. He was he was with New Day in a backstage segment at one point. I'm sure he'll do it. So you know, Blue Kane is parody law because Kane is Red Kane. He's Blue Kane. He's the he's the liberal Kane. There you go, parody there you law. Go. Yeah. Boom, there you go. I've already figured it out for you. Blue Cane, you're welcome. Yeah, uh, I, I would be interested in seeing this match, actually. And I, Like I said, I I'm, I'm wish that uh, Blue Cane could get merch, but I understand why he can't. But, you know, it would be cool to get some merch from old Blue It would Kane. be really cool. But Well, cool. you just buy a bunch of Cane merch and then just get a, you know, get your blue paint pens out. Have you seen, uh, I, I know I saw it on TikTok, but I think it was, I think the guy posts on like Instagram and other things, but you know, it's, it's not, it's nothing new for people to like dog on Glenn Jacobs for his, I'll say stupid political points of view. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they go ahead. They kind of are, you know, he definitely doesn't do himself favors. Uh, but there was somebody that instead of it just being a whole like, oh no, F, F Glenn Jacobs, cause he's got bad political, whatever. Anytime he posts from his like Glenn Jacobs mayor account, the guy responds holding him accountable for the things that the character of Kane did. And it's so much better. It's just like, you know, like I, I he com you know, he posts something to the effect of like, I think America, the biggest problem we have right now is we don't know who our friends and our enemies are. And the guy comments like Weren't you the same guy that spent twenty years going back and forth between feuding with and tag teaming with your brother? <laughs> it's just stuff like that. It's like you know the kid, you know, kids these days need to learn lessons in respecting their elders. Like, didn't you kill your family of setting your funeral home on fire? <laughs> it's just, it's all stuff like that. <laughs> and I think like, you know what? That's the, if you're gonna troll politicians, that's the way to go. Especially if the politician has a twenty-something year wrestling career, that's the way to go. Yeah. I'm down for that. Way funnier than just like, oh, he should be in jail because I don't agree with his opinions. Nah, man, be funny. Do something funny. I pulled up ESPN uh, just to, I forgot what I was looking for, but just seeing Duke storming the field after knocking off Clemson was, 
That's real nice. That makes me feel a lot it, better. It is. Uh, it's a pretty nice one. Pretty nice one. So, I'm trying to think if I got anything else in. I don't think it is. I think I just got tons of <laughs> Disney Larkana. I have to and, say, I, I've been to four or five different stores in two different states and have not found anything. So it's just been uh just been doing the whole uh, card breaks online thing. Had I, I jumped in on one for the uh, the AEW metal and uh, got some Eddie Kingston cards out of the deal. I'm excited about that. Get my Eddie Kingston collection rolling. And then other than that, I'm at the point now where I'm I'm buying like you know figure uh, protectors like penny sleeves, uh, one touch protectors. I've already got a bunch of top loaders. So I'm just kind of looking at like leaning in on this card thing. So it takes up less real estate and I can keep scratching that itch and like 10, 15 bucks here or there and get some more cards in binder it up, box it up, whatever. Cause we're at a point now where like, there's a slow point with figures. Um, cause you know, like you get, you get some in, and then you wait, and then you get some, and you wait, and you get some, and you wait. So just kind of keep rolling on the, uh, keep rolling on the card train for right now. Yeah. That's kind of where I am, so I need to clean up my desk of figures and stuff. Uh, and then, you know, just keep working on this Lorcana thing, so. And hopefully, you know, we get in some product locally, and I can actually play. <laughs> right. Know. Man, I, you you uh, kind of got me itchy for these things too, and like I I know it'd it's be such a thing. fun it's like... easy game, and like I said, because uh, I play. I think I was telling you off here. Um, there's a virtual card game from uh, World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. the Blizzard make a game called Hearthstone, which is yeah. which is you know it's been around for oh, close to ten years now, probably. Um, and I've played it since the very beginning. I mean, I have a full card collection on there and everything. Um, and so there's a lot of similarities as far as like between that one and this one, as far as like how to play. Um, and so if you're any, I'm not a pro player by any means in that, but I am at least competent enough to where I could, you know, I can make it to the, the pro rank, the legend rank, you know, if I really try, uh, it's just that most, you know, I never grind <laughs> hardly ever that much. I've only done it three times in 10 years. And it's just because I never play that much. Uh, or I don't take it that seriously when I do play, you know. But the times when I have pushed for it, I, I can make it. So, uh, so but there, you know, between that and this, there are a ton of similarities that I see. Uh, so I was like, well, I kind of know what I'm doing already. And, and it's a sense, you know. Now there's, um, there are differences in it, you know, uh, but there's a lot of thing. I think I'm a good gamer. And like I said, having that, uh, experience from the card game, you know, I think it'll be fun. So. Oh, definitely. It's just a matter of, but there is a big difference between, you know, um, sitting down and playing my kids, you know, and, and playing a real person. Um, and hopefully, you know, we can get that experience and stuff, but there's, uh, I mean, <clears throat> there was one minis game that I played, uh, it was actually the World of Warcraft minis game, which is probably my favorite game that I ever played. Uh, but locally, uh, no one played it, except for I had two buddies who would play with me sometimes. And uh, I only went to two 
the only two events I ever went to because I never played in any local tournaments. We never had any. Uh, but I did go to two big regional events and did very well at both of those because I would sit down and I would literally just practice against my, I would play with myself. Yeah. So, Hey, you know, Hey, but it worked. Uh, I would, I would set up a map and I, I'm good enough to where like I can sit down and be like, okay, uh, I know that, you know, if I'm playing against this, this is how I need to do it. And then I would play both sides of it mm-hmm. and try to beat myself. I'm playing with myself and beating myself. Uh, you know, I'm so, going to have to click the explicit uh, tag on this one. Sorry, yeah. guys. So, but you know, like that's how I would practice. I just would sit down and, you know, every once in a while I would get with my buddies and play them a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, though, man, it was just me sitting there learning the game that way and stuff. And then uh, it was actually my bachelor party <laughs> before I got married was me and my two buddies went down to uh, a big regional event they had in Nashville and, you know, did uh, pretty well there and then did not make top eight at it, though. And I learned a lot from that weekend. And I was like, okay, I know what I did wrong. Uh, when I went back and kind of analyzed and kind of, you know, thought through things, it's like, all right, it's like, I see what I did wrong here. And, um, when it came time for the, the next big regional event was in Cincinnati, uh, later on, like maybe that November, um, I did make like, came in like second or third, uh, in that one overall. So, you know, I, I corrected the issues and, uh, continued to play with myself and practice, you know, and, and I got pretty good at it by the end. Uh, I got good at playing with myself. Yeah. So, but I mean, I was really it good. Practice at makes perfect. It did. So, you know, uh, so, uh, you know, Lorcana, I think that when I'm, I'm really, really going to try to push, uh, I don't want, I have to be careful because if I, my son is 12. So if I come up and I'm like, this is kind of fun. It's kind of cool, buddy. And he's going to be like, whatever, dad, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, you got to tell him that the game, is, uh, <laughs> you Sorry, got to yes. tell him the game is of the devil and that he's barred from playing it. So him and his buddies are going to have a Lorcana ring. Yeah. Um, Same thing did. with my parents in professional wrestling. You can't watch wrestling. You can, oh, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. He has asked me a time or two to, you know, um, play. And, you know, and so it's, so we've had played multiple times. Him and my six-year-old wants to play a lot. Um, it's just also, though, you know, kind of, <laughs> you have to kind of make sure, like, there's nothing else uh, to be done. Because, you know, obviously, like, if you're, uh, grass needs mode and stuff like that, and you're playing games instead of doing that. You know, my wife might get kind of irritated with that, so I don't blame her. But fair. Um, yeah, it's fair. It's not like I'm gonna be like, "Geez, I'm just playing a game." No, I mean you gotta get shit done too. You know, so. Uh, but you know, that's the part of it. You know, it's trying to find time when you know your grass is mode. You know, chores are done, that kind of stuff, and uh, you know, kids don't have homework or. Uh, play practice or, you know, <laughs> dance class or, you know, kind of whatever. So, uh, or also that, you know, by the time, you know, everybody's ready and stuff like that, it's not seven o'clock and, you know, like you're trying to settle down for bed and things. So, uh, you know, uh, so, but we, we played enough to where I feel that the kids are going to kind of be into it. And once we get, uh, local stuff going, you know, I really want to, really want to try to go with my son, um, to a few of those. You know, even if he didn't play, if he just watches me play, um, you know, kind of maybe getting him in exposed to it. Because there's, you know, 
for gaming and stuff like that, I mean, I think there's a lot of lessons that you can learn. Oh yeah. Um, how to handle adversity, how to think on your feet. You know, there's those kind of things. I mean, um, I'm not saying he has to compete at a high level or anything like that, but I just think that there's, you know, a lot of pros to competing in this kind of stuff, you know? And yeah, of course. So, so that's kind of what I want to share to you. I don't want to necessarily, you know, when it's, it's competition that, that rewards like the mental game, not just like the physical. Cause I know like you know, as much as we both obviously love sports, having your kid in a sport, it's, if you're not the, the crazy gifted quarterback with the rocket arm, or if you're not the crazy gifted receiver that can run a, a four flat 40, you're already at a disadvantage versus like gaming, stuff like that. It requires you to like mm. problem solve and work, you know, work, either with someone or by yourself to, to accomplish your task. And it's rewarding that, like that, the part of your brain that's going to really take you places in life. If you don't go professional, you know, like if, if you're not a pro quarterback, you're going to end up in some other line of work. If you don't go pro gaming, you're still going to have to, you know, you're going to have to solve problems. You're going to have to communicate. You're going to have to strategize. Yeah. You know, it rewards all those positive things. Yeah, so I mean, you know, so I think there's a lot of pros and stuff to it, and that's kind of what I want to try to bestow upon him. You know, like, like I said, it's also a fine line, though, because, you know, he's, you know, you got that hipster mentality a little bit sometimes where it's like, oh, dad says it's cool, it must be lame. You can't yeah. play this one. This is for this is for adults only. Yeah. It's the devil, you know, so, Bobby Boucher. Yeah, so, you know, there's a... Uh, Booze balls, like said, the I'll, devil. I'll, I'll get him into it because, you know, especially when he sees like a, one of the decks that I make right here has got a stitch in it. It's got a couple stitches in it, like eight stitches in it. So, you know, uh, I need to track down two more stitches and stitches is not cheap. So, uh, but, you know, it, it's one of the reasons why it kind of, I, I saw that over the weekend that there was a big tournament and uh, that stitch was in it. And I was like, you know, I was like, I think that's what I'm kind of, gravitate to because you know i know that he likes stitch and uh actually lilo is also in it uh lilo is one of the better cards in the game huh so as it would happen i mean she did tame stitch so she did so <clears throat> i also do have the shiny the foil stitch Ooh, i pulled that shiny shiny that's that that a good pack i pulled the shiny stitch which is a 30 dollar card and the uh, big Elsa card, which is a sixty dollar card, so it was a ninety dollar pack. It's pretty, pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, Stitch is pretty good. But yeah, so you know, <clears throat> that's kind of what I've been doing. It's just this uh, Lorcana stuff, man. It's it's all Lorcana. Like just trying to figure out the game and stuff. And uh, like I said, uh, I think I'm on the on the verge of it. So next step is getting a uh, getting to play. Um, if I was in my early 20s, I would be man, <laughs> I'd be traveling everywhere playing this damn game. Uh, and that's what makes me kind of itchy on things. Is I was like, man, it's like you know, I, I know that I'd be driving to like an hour away to Lexington, and uh, I probably would hit some stuff up in Louisville. We're just two hours away. Um, you know, it's just everything. I'd be driving all over the state playing. Um, 
hit up as much stuff as I can. Just, you know, you know, and that's the other thing too, is like, uh, when you first come into a game, uh, you're going to lose a little bit. There is a learning curve. Oh, definitely. Now I, I say that, and you know, I did tell the story about Warcraft minis where I, I did not lose a lot, but you know, uh, so maybe that was the exception rather than the rule, but you know, uh, other games though, you know, you come in and you do get, take your lumps. Uh, when I was first trying to figure out gaming in general and stuff, which was back in 2003, um, I lost for like the first six months that I was playing, uh, and lost, you know, some of those are pretty bad. Some of the, the first event I ever went to, I, I went 0-3, um, and I, I don't remember much of it. I just remember like I had fun, but I got my ass kicked in every single game, like not even close. Um, you know, but within six months, I was winning tournaments and, you know, became one of the better players in the state for that game. And then, uh, you know, other games, I mean, I, you know, got to where I was number one in the world for Star Wars and stuff. So, I mean, you know, pretty kick-ass. Pretty damn cool, man. Pretty damn cool. Yeah, so, you know, that's what I hope to share with my son is, you know, uh, your dad's your dad was kind of the badass in the, in the nerd <laughs> you know the nerd gamers so king of the nerds yeah I, I joked with my wife at one point whenever we first started uh, dating that I was like Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning picked up D&D instead of a football <laughs> so <laughs> what know. a great way to put it yeah so you know it's a uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm I'm all into this thing now, trying to figure this out. And uh, would you say that you're all in? I am, and not all out. I'm not all out. I'm also not future never. Well, look, so. we got about ten minutes left. I say we we got we we teased it at the front. Let's let's go ahead and talk about it at the end. Okay. Because I mean, look, it's a guy that I, at least <clears throat> you know I've got my feelings on. I. I Pretty sure you have feelings as well, and I'd love to know what they are. So we've kind of talked about it. All right. So, um, <laughs> so first of all, okay. So obviously, you know, Punk got fired uh, for choking a bitch. And <laughs> is CM Punk gonna have to choke a bitch? Because I will come through the curtain and choke a bitch, but not through real glass. Real glass? You yeah. out of your mind? Uh. <laughs> Somebody, I saw uh, the sidebar real quick. Mikey Whiprick, I follow him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was joking. He's like, oh, he's like, I was in ECW and I never feared for my life. He's like, well, but there was this one time the Dudleys caused a riot. And there was this other time where he had a riot. And then there was this one time I was trying to, I got in the middle of a back, uh, backstage fight and somebody threw me through a window. And I was, and then I was reading the comp, the replies. And somebody said, Wait, you got thrown through a window? Was it real glass? (laughs) (laughs) It it popped me a little bit that one. I was like, all right. My buddy sent me, uh, it was like a, it was somebody's like Twitter uh, screenshot or whatever. It's just like, you know, man walks into a bar and he says to the bartender, I want to, I want a punk and Perry. And, uh, so what the hell is that? Said it's a, it's a Pepsi with Jack. And, uh, bartender says, do you want that in a glass? And he grabs the bartender by the throat and he said, a real glass? Are you kidding me? Are you out of your mind? 
yeah, the situation, man. Like, I, I, me, me and Joey Hudson went back and forth in the Major Pod group. Uh, just kind of talking like about the whole AEW WWE like tribalism shit. And this, I think, before it all went sideways too. But uh, I think that we both kind of agree that like see, making CM Punk jokes really should be like the common ground that put that brings us all together. Love or hate the guy, man. He has really made it easy to make fun of him in these past, I'd say, six months to a year. You know, we, we talked about it kind of briefly uh, off air. I'm on vacation, sit down by the pool, kind of rock back in a reclining chair, take the first sip of my, my big mega pint of cocktail. I'm in full Florida Stanley mode. I'm feeling it. Like, all right, we're kicking back. I just kind of instinctively pull my phone up, swipe Facebook, and I open Facebook to the statement that CM Punk had been fired. And my wife watches wrestling with me. We've had multiple conversations about this. I'm like, yo, check it out. They finally did it. You know, and she's like, oh, that's fake. And I pull up the, like, official AEW Twitter, and there it is. It's like, oh, my God, they they did it. And, And this is coming from a guy that, when I watched him return on uh, on Rampage, like I cried, man. Like I that that was that was somebody that when I got before I even got hardcore back into wrestling, I was playing the video games just because they were fun, and that was the guy that I connected with. And by the time I was back in, he had been gone, and so I just like, man, I'm never gonna see him wrestle again. And then he comes back and it's like, oh my God, my, my guy is here. I get to watch him like in real time. I got to see him wrestle live. It was incredible. And then brawl out happens. I'm like, man, that was kind of shitty. Like I, I love the Bucks. I love Kenny. I love Punk. Like I love Hangman. Like I'm a fan of all of them. But you kind of look at like, okay, I think what these guys did was shitty. I think what he did was shitty. And then you kind of see, like, at least in my view of things, of course, we don't we don't work for the company. We don't see what goes on behind closed doors. But at least what you see is, like, there was the rumor that the reason the Bucks and FTR never had that third match was, like, a you know, the Bucks refused to put them over and this and that. Well, now they have the match. Then at All Out, they have a match where they're tagging together. So, obviously, like, these guys have kind of buried the hatchet, at least to some degree. You know, Kenny Omega made a point of like kind of anytime somebody brought it up, blowing it off. Like, hey, no, we're, no, that that's in the past. Don't worry about that. Like everybody kind of seemed to move forward, except for CM Punk. And I get being frustrated. I get being bitter, or whatever. Well, then the stuff with with Jack Perry happens. It's like, come on, man, really? The company again, allegedly. I don't work backstage. The company approves the glass spot. He already had the time off. Everything's cool. And then he steps in and shuts it down. Like, come on, dude. If the company's cool with it, it's not your circus, not your monkeys. And then they get into the damn fight at all in. And what broke my heart was like, all in was this huge thing for this company. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're within the first five years still, they, they sold an amount of tickets that depending on what source you believe, might be the most amount of tickets sold between them, WWE, and I think like there's some other shows like 
there's other shows in the history of wrestling that have been higher, but like it's outsold WrestleManias, which is crazy. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Japan it's just, had a couple that sold. The, like in that. the in the hundred thousand stuff like that, but yeah. I mean, they had a show that has definitely outsold some WrestleManias, which is wild. And for like for me, I've been you know I've been a day one watcher. That was really cool. But we're not talking about how wild was it that they sold out Wembley? How amazing was that show? Because the show was amazing. Like I think that was top to bottom one of my favorite wrestling pay per views I've ever watched. We're talking about a fight that happened in the first 20 minutes of a five-hour show. Four or five-hour show. And so it sucked, man. Like, I, like I'm i sitting here looking at, I've got the dog collar CM Punk and MJF on my desk. Like, he's had some of my favorite moments in the company. But I also can kind of acknowledge that dude might have been a cancer in that locker room. Yeah. I'm kind of... You can only choke so many coworkers before you kind of back them into a corner. So apparently the numbers you know, too. But um, figure wise, uh, the ROH Punk that one's iffy. Uh, it's up the, if it's already up for pre order. I have a hard time believing they're going to pull it now. Well, but it's AEW pre order, so who knows? That's <laughs> I mean, fair. Uh, who knows? Well, if it was Mattel and it was already up for pre-order, I would. But even then, I i mean, that fucking Macho Man. I have to say that Macho Man got pulled. So who's to say, you know, who's to say where, what level it was and stuff. But uh, the Supreme, I'm fairly confident that will still come out. That hit, there's people have already seen it in package. That's coming out. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure we're at least going to get that. Remember, we did get Cody's. Uh, I think the Cody Supreme, actually, right? Yeah, we got the Cody Supreme. So, and and I, I did see people bring up like, well, Cody did leave on different terms and this and that. Like, yeah, sure. Like Cody, his contract, but he his contract ran out, guys, he, so. and he did his own thing, whatever. And I think he's come out and kind of said like, people think me and the Bucks hate each other. That's not true. They've said that's not true. Like, Cody left, I think, on as good of terms as he could have, considering you know he just said like, I think in that uh, the documentary I had a. Uh, I had disagreement with a person backstage that I just couldn't get past, and I, maybe it's creative. Maybe somebody said something wrong to Brandy. Maybe who knows, man? We don't work backstage, but like Cody leaving was not like a Molotov and a middle finger. Mm-hmm. Cody leaving was not <laughs> two fights in a year. Uh, you know, but I also don't think Tony Khan's stupid. I I think that ROH Luminaries Punk is going to be a figure that sells like crazy. I feel like if, if you give them that one more out the door and then if you don't make any more, I get that, but you're already this far. You've already changed the lineup for that, uh, unmatched series multiple times at this point because they had taken them out and put them back in. I kind of hope they make it. I still want it. I, I think that era of his career is super compelling, <laughs> but at the same time, I also can acknowledge that, he was not good for that locker room. That locker room probably wasn't good for him. Mm-hmm. That maybe this was the uh, the right call. And I'm glad that Tony Khan made a decision because that was the knock is that he wouldn't he wouldn't make a decision. He was too busy trying to be the the nicest guy in wrestling. So him specifically making a point of saying like it was recommended, but it was my decision and I did this. Step up, be a leader. 
Don't just be the rich kid with money. Mm. Be the leader. Be the owner. Be the boss. Where we go from here? Who knows? I didn't watch all out. Two uh, $50 pay-per-views, seven days apart. It's a lot to ask. So like I, I, had, I, think, I had Lorcan in the buy. So. Right, right. <laughs> I, so I, I didn't watch. I kind of wish I had instead of watching that uh, absolute trouncing of LSU. But uh, I, from everything I heard, the show is great. So maybe, you know, I, I hope this company keeps trending positive. I, I hope that, the, you know, EW's kind of seen as like a viable alternative in the eyes of more and more fans. Like, I, I think if AEW is doing good, WWE feels like they have to step up. So that AEW feels like they have to step up and it just keeps the product keeps getting better for everybody involved. So, yeah, man, it's. It was bittersweet watching Punk get fired, but I get it. Personally, I, I hope he rides off into the sunset with his shitloads of money he's already made. Just go go spend time with your wife, play with your dog, just go live life, and don't worry about this, this world anymore. Like, move on. Because it's very obvious it wasn't good for him. Yeah, I mean, if it causes you to choke people, it's probably not a healthy environment to be in. But well, and I mean, the way he, the way like his his time with WWE ended, the way his time with AEW ended, maybe you just maybe this just isn't the place for you to be. Go be happy. You've made your money. You've accomplished everything you set out to, except for Mania, Vending Mania. But I mean, you know, shit. I, at the end of the day, he had a hell of a career. Just right off into the sunset, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, you know what his next chapter is. I mean, maybe this is it for Punk. I mean, maybe we do get all these figures. Who knows? But, I hope we do. They're, I mean, they they look great. But we'll see. Um. Yeah, it depends on you know. Like I said, you know, kind of where they are in production. Uh, if they're nowhere close to it uh that could suck but if they're you know like i said the supreme i think is pretty close to coming out so we'll probably still see that one um and you know this kind of makes me want to use him more uh, in my fig fit I, I didn't really have big plans for him now i'm like he's such a heel he's like <laughs> right <laughs> it's like man i, I kind of want to hogan's kind of tied up right now with stuff uh feuding with my john cena led nwo but, you know, I'm trying to duck uh, Brock Lesnar. But um, I kind of want to do Punk versus Hogan, man. That, that just screams big money to me. You know, like a super oh, heel Punk versus uh, super babyface Hogan. It just seems like it'll be, a, you know, kind of a money maker. So we'll see. But, oh, definitely. But yeah, uh, so I think we kind of hit a lot of stuff this week. This was your... Disney Lorcana talk. <laughs> so yeah, college football and Disney Lorcana. Um, heads up, I do have fifty. Uh, so far fifty. It will be more than that probably by the end of the week. Um, things in the way. <laughs> Orders of cards. Uh, so that's going to be a whew, man. A lot of packages coming in, but uh, a lot of envelopes. Putting my envelopes, baby. But yeah, so anyways, it's getting late for us. Let's go ahead and call it. 
uh, saying, be kind to yourself and each other. Nope. We're getting closer. I'm getting closer. I'll get it one time. So, all right. See you next week. And until then, the years start coming, and eventually they stop coming. R.I.P.